We always have a blast chatting with our guests about all sorts of different topics, but sometimes we go off the rails and dig deeper into their automotive and motorsports pasts. As a bonus, let's go behind the scenes with this pit stop minisode for some extra content that didn't quite fit in the main episode. Sit back, enjoy, and remember to like, subscribe, and support BrakeFix on Patreon. We had a great yet bittersweet time reminiscing with GTM club member John Richter at BIR just before he transfers from our DMV region to Austin, Texas, where he will join our Southern States region. John will surely be missed, but let's take a minute to get to know him better and recount some stories, both good and bad, about his time in the DMV. And as we pull in for a quick pit stop, remember to like, subscribe, and support us on Patreon. And as always, I'm your host, Brad. And I'm Eric. So let's roll. (laughs) so on to john yeah right so john you have been with the club now i think you're you're what we consider like the second wave right and you've had a lot yeah you have a pretty low member number 36 yeah i think that's correct the fact that you know your member number off the top you know what i've looked at my card i covered that card you got to get the Gen 2 cards. I'll send you the new the yeah, QR Gen code. Two? They got yeah. QR got codes chip? on them. Yeah. So the way the new cards work, it's <laughs> like, plug it in. No, I, want, I would love that. Chip you card. can use it at every chip reader. Fuck yeah. But I know the new ones have a QR on the back. And so the way it works is when you have your membership card, if you wanted to go to Chaz's, let's say they want to verify you, scan the QR code, it brings you to your member profile and they can say, nice. oh. And that's why we encourage everybody to put their headshot and a picture of their car and, and fill out their profile completely because it helps to do the verification process. So we got we finally got smart. You know, it only took us 10 years. I think my profile pic still baby Jesus, though. Oh, so. yeah, that's the best. That's you the won't best. really recognize me. Hipster Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but so anyway, so you've been with us a long time now, and I, if I recall, I was your first instructor. You were? Yeah. That was fun. Where was, was that? A lot of was that Shenandoah? That was Shenny. 2015, June. And how did you get into the club? How, how did you find out about us? Oh, well, the one and only Mike Crutchfield sat next to me at work. Um, convinced me to instead buy a Mustang instead of a Geo Metro. No, uh, <laughs> Ford Focus. Oh God! Well, you could have you could have uh, got an ST. You could have joined the front wheel drive revolution. I could have, but I was very car illiterate at that point. And you got a Mustang. I got a Mustang. Yeah. Good well, it was you, like yeah. two grand more. But there's something special about your Mustang, and what is that? Oh, it doesn't have power. It doesn't have cylinders. That's it's not mi- true. It's missing something. What's it's it missing? missing? It's missing four cylinders. No, it's missing a lot of front located weight. Yes. So you got a lot of space under the hood. Yeah. Because you're missing four cylinders, but you know what that just means? That means you can fit an even bigger turbo. That's true. (laughs) You got plenty of room for a big turbo. Big turbo. Forty-two mil. Big turbo. Something nice. (laughs) So John drives an EcoBoost Mustang, 2015. Mm Mm-hmm. With the power pack, I have Ford. It's got yeah. the competition pack, right? You've got the big four piston Brembo. Yeah, it's like a fully loaded uh, performance package, which is basically like the years following the 2015s. They added like a track pack, but this is like the equivalent of yeah, because you've got the GT the brakes and all that. Yeah, stuff basically, there. my car is has an EcoBoost engine, but is the base GT model for all you know intents. I will say, before Ford brought out. The, the EcoBoost again, essentially the SVO uh, for a new generation. Mm-hmm. I was all in on it's got to be a V8, got to be a V8, got to be a V8. But after riding in John's car uh, and all the tasteful mods that he's done to it, the tasteful power mods and everything, I am turning a new leaf. I could totally see owning an EcoBoost. It is just, it's an amazing car. I would own one if I could gut it. Oh, if you gut it, you got a 50 50 weight balance. Hell yeah. Yeah, That's you could it. cut like 500 pounds out of that thing with just seats and. Yeah. It's a Ford 944 turbo. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. And you know, to be honest with you, I, I drive a lot of cars. And so you, you were talking about having experience with different cars. I've driven John's car on track. I've driven 5.0 Mustangs on track. I have not driven Shelby 350s yet, but I've ridden in a 350 and a 350R, several of them on track as an instructor. I like the EcoBoost better as a all-around track car on, on a more affordable track car because it is better balanced. And if you could lose weight out of it with the power pack that you have from Ford, I think you would run down a lot of 5.0s. And I've seen your car, oh, yeah, you're a talented driver, and you're running people down all the time with that thing. And it's amazing what you can do with an EcoBoost Mustang. But if I had to go V8, and you told me the last car I'd ever owned was a Shelby 350, I'm totally oh, okay yeah. with that, right? 
So there's 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 both sides of that. I'm not saying the 5.0 is bad, but when you drive the identical car, say they're prepared the same way, like John's car with all the 5.0 stuff on it, and but with the four cylinder and you drive the 5.0, you realize you have a big heavy boat anchor up in the front. See our previous comments about Andrew Bank. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and so the ba- the weight balance is thrown off by the V8, and so again, I like the four banger. You're doing a great job with it. A great car. I got no complaints. So. I don't either. Yeah. It's been reliable pretty much. Well, he done yeah, like the, oil changes and brake fluid changes. The only issues you had, um, there was an incident at Shinny uh, where you, you oh, and yeah. your co-driver uh, went off. Uh, and then there was the exhaust saga. Yeah, I learned how to change a turbo because of that. But yeah. That was all human error, I think. Yeah. <laughs> human well, error and then self-inflicted some well, flared engineer idiocy with donut gaskets but yeah that's they another need story. to do away with that somebody needs to create a different if i was to it. buy a, an eco boost the first thing i would change is that bullshit yeah <laughs> somebody's got to put a header or a different downpipe or something yeah. that, that gets rid of that garbage some custom fab work but i mean you know and it's funny like even mark francis was saying today he goes i didn't realize that was an eco boost and when you went by, because you have an exhaust on it, you it thought sounds oh, it really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds cool. A lot of burble. It's it's kind of like if you're if you're caught in the wrong light, you're like, is that a two liter GTI? Like, what is that? You know, you know thinking know? about Porsche Al, who we've had on the show before, and what he said about the Jag, because mm-hmm. he bought the the F type, and he went with the 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 supercharged V six versus the V eight. And talking on the, during the Brit special, the, the Wade brothers both said that they, they've had experience with the, the V8 and the, the V6 supercharged on track. I think the same comparison is with the Mustang, with the, the yeah. EcoBoost versus the, the V8. It's just the V8s in some of these cars, it's just it's too much. Too much weight, too much power. It throws off the entire weight balance of the car. The EcoBoost is the... A really excellent option for the Mustang to make it a driver's car. Yeah, and not to not to really belabor the point and go down this rabbit hole, but I often wonder, and I've never gotten the chance because there aren't many of them, is to be in an S550 V6 because I'm wondering if that's yeah, the compromise, right. right? You're getting the torque from the six-cylinder without the turbo stuff, but not the weight of the V8, so it sits kind of in the middle, but they didn't make that many of them, especially with that kind of package and manual and all that. But I would really, and those sound pretty cool with an exhaust, but I would be really hard-pressed to find fault in that one either, you know? I don't know that that would work for any of us, though, because we like to to mess with things. That's true. To try and getting power out of that V6. I mean, you're going to be adding a power adder to it. But you're talking 300 and some odd horse, right? Yeah. Yeah, but you you can't just chip it and get... 60 70 horsepower out of it no but then you don't have to worry about the heat issues yeah. that john has to constantly maintain if you're happy with the 300 and whatever horsepower that comes That's with good stock power. again if gut it power to weight ratio changes right so yep so you could do some stuff with it yeah i'd be i'd be game to try it i would too so is the mustang your first foray into becoming a car guy or yeah. were you were you kind of a car guy before getting it oh no oh my god so I, I like hated working on cars or anything really about cars until, yeah, until I bought that, the Mustang and then started realizing the fun you can have with the right car. Yeah. Previously to this, it was like, um, either like my stepdad being like, oh, go fix my like SUV, like go change my tires or something. It's like you change the tires on yeah, my Yeah. And my, I was just like, my, this is bullshit. I don't want to do this. My like, Ford Edge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I, oh my God, the, my, my first car was like a. Oh, it was a 99 Oldsmobile Intrigue with, like, the worst transmission ever. Like, it would shift and give you whiplash every I time. I just threw up in the back of my throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, at one point, I had to, like, make sure I didn't travel more than 50 miles in any direction because I knew I couldn't get home because it would just stop working, stop shifting. Um, wow. That, that is was some... pretty bad. That's pretty terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's probably where my like dislike of cars like kind of kept going. So there were no car posters on your walls. Oh no, out. not at all. Oh, no. no, I had like sports, college sports stuff on my walls. Michigan State. Yeah. Yes. But after that, it got worse. I think. I could. Well, not worse. My mom would disagree. Uh, but yeah, then when I graduated college, she gave me her 2003 Pontiac Vibe, <laughs> which which was not a GT. 
Yeah. It, it had the <laughs> crack. Like, you know, it works. That's the baby Aztec. It's a Toyota Matrix. I know, but it's like the baby Aztec. (laughs) So if you have one of those, never buy Pontiac parts. Well, I guess you can't anyway. Apparently it's a Toyota transmission, too, in that. I mean, I know it's a Matrix, but it's a Celica Trans, if you ask Racer Rock. To go off on a little bit of a tangent, thinking about the Pontiac vibe and and some of the other GM cars of that era, uh, one of our members uh, who is away on uh, military uh, assignment right now is a huge Chevy Cobalt fan. And he would be happy to know that there was a Chevy Cobalt in the paddock today showing up for oh, the I chin event. It. Yep, black Chevy Cobalt. He's probably making 5,000 horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what you do with those cars. Yeah, yeah. I thought about asking him if he was going to trade up to an HHR because I hear they're even better <laughs> than, the, than the Cobalt. Yeah. But at any rate. So, John, going back to, you know, coming to GTM and whatever, so you've been with us now for what feels like forever. You've had a lot of different roles in the club. There's been, you have been a huge influence in changing the direction of the club from oh, yeah. multiple levels, personal level, technological levels, <laughs> uh, you know, all over the place. So let's talk about that a, a little bit. Let's talk about your experience with us here in the DMV because you're a DMV member, I am to, a DMV for, member for the next two or three weeks. By the way, please be <laughs> totally candid. We can take it. <laughs> you can be a, 100% honest. Well, where do you want to start? Wherever you want to start. Yeah. You're, this yeah. is your show. You've seen us. You've seen the club grow. And, I have, and yeah. We, we, we can cut in it. Oh, my God. I guess from... Um, okay, so I started working my way up very quickly, I think. Like, I had one, maybe two A-group days or like events, maybe. And this is when Chris Liu was the CI of HOD. Correct. Yeah. And he was he and, and the HOD folks were very, very kind to GTM. We started this instructor candidate program trying to build our instructor drivers university yep. uh, thing. And they allowed they were our guinea pig. They allowed us to bring up we instructors. That's why we started when we started GTM we had probably ten instructors and now like 80% of the club is instructors. It's because Hooked on Driving took a chance on us and allowed us to grow exponentially with our instructor pool. And now we have an instructor union. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, but no, so, and, I'm, you know, and I didn't, so, and to be perfectly honest, I didn't know John from Adam when I got in the car with him, but a lot of really good natural talent for somebody who wasn't into cars as a kid. No, I remember you talking about him and saying that my student today, he will he's do awesome. He he will do anything I say. He just gets it. Oh, he's and a he machine. will do it. He's a machine. Yeah. That's, that's exactly I what you're saying. He's yeah, a machine. Like John is you're a machine. Like, do this. And I was like, okay. Send <laughs> it. Every he's time just like changing this one little thing. I was like, yeah. okay. But then it got to the point where we're just like we're like ragging on each other, telling jokes, like bullshitting in the car. It like it was one of the most fun weekends, and I'm like, wait, he's an A student? Like, this isn't right. Like, something's wrong here. You know what I mean? But it, it could tell right away, like, the chemistry was there. John fit in with the rest of us crazy Looney Tunes mm-hmm. over here. But the, there was already natural driving talent there, whether you re- realized it or not. And so not- you excelled quickly because, and you were confident. But the thing is, you hadn't had the car that long. You hadn't had a manual that long. Brand new. It, everything was new, and it was just like... <laughs> The man is a Cylon. But that's, that's what I kept thinking. I was like, he is cyborg. He's a cyborg. But you know, it's not even just John because we didn't just gain John. No, we gained Aaron as well. We gained Aaron, and Killer. she is the same way. 100%. I, I think her instructors would say thing. the same thing about her. It's Born a Michigan race. thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is, man. Cars are in the blood. You guys <laughs> just don't realize blood, yeah. it. It's all that flint water. Yeah, whether you, you like it or wet. not. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not water. It's five W thirty. So. So, I mean, so John, let's talk about that since Brad brought it up. You went through class of, I forget what it was, a bunch of instructor 2017, candidates. 2017, I yeah, think. Together, like right? five, six, yeah, all together, right? We tortured you guys for like a year. Oh, my God. It was pretty bad. You started at MJ, NJMP. I think I had just joined C Group at some point. Yeah, it yeah. was like three events. I think you and I both joined C Group at, at, at uh, Shenandoah. Chris Liu came up yeah. and said, you're both in C. I think I was literally in B for one event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, the instructor program, what did you think of that? That was great. Yeah. I mean, you guys were writing all the material for our training program at the same time. So yeah. it was like reading it as it's being edited. And providing your feedback. I mean, telling us yeah. what was working, what wasn't working. Yeah, for me, like being... A lot of my confidence just comes from, like, what not to do. Yeah. So, like, having that there. 
But you crushed it start. at the SCCA school. All of our guys did that year. It was awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think there was... Joe, I yeah. think? As your... As my... Joe like, Overberger. Yeah, yeah, who's another, oh another GTM fun. member. We had fun. One of Brad's early instructors. He was one of my early instructors, you know, with one of the, the few SCCA events I've done. Uh, unfortunately, it just doesn't fit into my schedule. But yeah. That event was very helpful because that was the first time I've ever seen them throw a red. And I from, That was I, like, wild. It was the, From what they said, it was the first SCCA instructor school that it rained. Which yeah, provided its own <laughs> provided its own dynamic. That was and, awesome. And then they threw a red flag at us, which for most of us, that's the first and hopefully the only time we ever see a red flag. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, it was interesting to see everybody's reaction to that. Yeah. I literally was like, "What the fuck? What is this flag?" Like, I yeah. had to like rack my it's brain. A mythical red flag. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen this, this before. <laughs> and then, like the next weekend or like a few weeks later, yeah. at pit race or somebody something. I think some Corvette hit a wall or something. They yeah. threw a red, and I was like, I know what to do! <laughs> <laughs> this is great! Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, outside of, you know, becoming an instructor in short order, and you, you know, and again, everybody that's had you, uh, who's been your student, they've sung your praises, you're a great instructor, you're very methodical. Again, you're a machine, very consistent. But very personable. Exactly, right? And everybody, everybody likes John. And anyway, he's, he's blushing a little bit. You guys can't see it on the microphone. All the way to his forehead. Right. That's <laughs> the wrong direction. Yeah, right. But uh, but no, but let's let's move on to some of the other things. You became a region chief. Uh, you partnered up with Mike Crushfield yet mm-hmm. again for, what, two years and change? Something like that, yeah. yeah. So John was involved in you know leading our DMV region, planning events, helping us get things off the ground, summer bash, all that kind of thing. Why'd you quit? <laughs> I don't remember... What was the reason? I, I, I just kind of like I, you got burned out on it. Probably it, it's, needed, it's a yeah, lot of work. To reset because yeah. yeah, there was a lot of things going on. A lot of like, things yeah. happening. So we brought in Tom Wendy instead, and Tom's been filling John's shoes. And maybe there's an opportunity for John to rejoin the board. We'll maybe. See. And to any of our listeners, we have another region chief in Region One that would like to step down. If there's anybody that's interested in taking that person's place, please reach out to me or Eric or Mike Crutchfield. Maybe somebody from Virginia for a change, representing you know the Potomac side. Wait a minute, do we have listeners in Virginia? I don't even know. It sounds very targeted. Did did people use the website? We have a website. (laughs) Oh God! (laughs) All right, so back to John. John was a a crew chief. He was a crew chief, multiple year VMC member, always donating, trying to keep the club going. Now our highest Patreon. Yeah, our highest Patreon is setting the record. (laughs) But also, there's many awards. From our oh, many Lord. awards nights, John probably has the most wins out I of anybody. Yeah, you, I bet they're I special. Display those awards, but they change every year, right? Oh, they're we're always changing a little bit. But, but in some respects, they change because you brought something new to the table, and Brad and I go, "Well, I guess we got to create an award around that." Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. John, John's one of the one of the only members where we actually create awards just to give him an award. <laughs> It's hilarious, snowflake. But you know, like as one of them, you know, because now we have a tier. Because like you know, we had the DE champion for a long time, which is our MVP, you know, enthusiast of the year award. And it and and there's, but we have other ones that are just as special, fellowship award and stuff like that. But what was it? I think you were the first recipient of the GTMer, which is like somebody that embodies the whole kind of ideology and the philosophy and the whole kind of send it way of being and you know what it is to be part of the club. And so, you know, again, that was, we designed it around you, but then it was like, it makes sense, right? Does, yeah. And then Andrew won it, like, the next year, Andrew Bank, for, I mean, he's he's another one that, I mean, he loves being here. He loves they being have, John and Andrew and many of our club members, they just have these, this infectious right. personality and persona. It's exactly. just, you just want to have a beer with them and give them a hug and just have just be friends with yeah, them absolutely and, sure, then, and, sure. and, and it brings more people in and that's mm-hmm. how we've grown and all that kind of thing but even on the other side of that some of the more comical ones like you got memed i mean that dude, one was we, a fun one i had i had a good time you killed it with that i mean <laughs> with, with your o face i mean john you totally just said one day you were like you should just go do that do that face and you, like i did it for like seven well, different started, events. started a rolex right I mean, it's like, he, God. well because he goes to the track he climbs to the highest mount he can find <laughs> at the track and then he looks down and takes this selfie with this o face 
I mean, nobody. <laughs> it's hilarious. Nobody embraces their inner goofiness like John does. Dude, we were all Jersey. in the photos. When you took I that tried. one in New Jersey, I was like, I didn't know you could get up there. <laughs> <laughs> how, the, how did he? Yeah. I think he climbed a cell tower or yeah, something. Yeah, right. I was like, God, where was he? Is he over the dirt track? Like, Good God. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, stuff like that. But again, it, it, it brings something to the table and we've been able to really like leverage that and then find other people that, that emulate that. But I mean, you're, you're a trendsetter, right, in some mm-hmm. respects. And we appreciate that, you know. So, and then Animal multiple House. multiple cannonball runs, Yeah. right? I mean, you're going on the long hauls with us, you and Aaron together. I mean, Road Atlanta. And we, that, have, to, we have to point out that they're not just going on these cannonball runs. They're driving their track car to the track. With they're their, they're, they're not trailing the car. Let's they're, talk about the trailer that goes with the car. <laughs> you can't mention me and not talk about that trailer. Dude, that trailer. And we got to talk about Dominion. All right. Well, we're that was Redneck City. I was, <laughs> I was at home with my people there. Oh, all right. So John bought this, like, I got to call it what it is. Piece of shit Harbor Freight special. Oh, yeah. Assembled it in his basement. <laughs> And then made all this rigging to hold. I mean, it's it's ingenious. He's got four tires on there. He's got toolboxes on there. He's got two 14-gallon gas tanks. I thought it was a dolly that he converted. No. No, it's a Harbor Freight. <laughs> it's a Harbor Freight. It is a 4x4 four, four four utility trailer, yeah. I think. With a like, better tra- tires on it. And it well it. surpassed the 30-day, 30 30-mile 30 warranty that Harbor Freight gave oh, it. Definitely. I mean, by far. And this thing's comical. I mean, it really is. It's... It's made out of like basically perforated angle steel from like Home Depot that he cut up and all the stuff. Much like where you get your Tesla parts. Yeah. But John, being a developer in his career for our listeners, he does take things to a logical conclusion. We'll call it that. And so he decides oh, with his 28 gallons of gas that he carries <laughs> around on the back of his trailer. He's got a trailer fireball. <laughs> Not exactly. But let, let, let's go to your thought process. What were you thinking? Well, my car drinks a lot. Yeah. Uh, with Aaron and I driving it both back-to-back at events. That's essentially doing like four days straight driving. Yeah. I'll go through uh, easily like $200 to the gas. And for those that don't know, fuel at the track is probably, what, a 25% markup? 30% so, just markup? Just so perspective, like right, yeah, for right now, gas at VIR this weekend is down. It's cheap. It's at three forty-eight a gallon for ninety-three octane. That's a yeah, deal. but ninety-three at an actual gas station off campus is like two two seventy-five. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Now it's down. Usually it's six bucks a gallon, right? So it's on sale. Hundreds usually about eight or nine dollars. Everything else outside of ninety-three right now is nine dollars a gallon. I looked. It's <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. But anyway, aside the point. So gas is expensive. So gas it makes is expensive. Sense. So when you, you guys carry kids around, ball. yeah. Um, so yeah, I buy these like two 14 gallon tanks, rig them up in this like really janky, like metal contraption that I've bolted to the trailer. Janky's being kind. <laughs> it's like those, I don't even know if they are. It's like, they're actually bendable, like aluminum trim pieces that have holes in them. And I just bolt them together with like yeah. some really cheap bolts. So he's adding weight to this Harbor Freight trailer. You no, know it was in the front. It has like 30 pound <laughs> axles. That's like the best part, right? <laughs> It's That's like going fishing for a shark with five pound test. If Tanya's listening, it's designed to pick up mulch. Okay, that's what it's used <laughs> it for. It is, yeah, and sod. You can fit a lot of sod on. A lot of sod. Are you yeah. taking the trailer with you to Texas? Because you might well leave it at Tanya's house. She would love to use it. Ooh. Well, maybe I will then. Yeah, that's a good use for it. I, I took it apart, so now it's just you know it's in multiple pieces. I'm gonna take the wheels off to pry this weekend, um, so I can put it in a shipping container. But nice. So at any rate, you build this trailer, and then you get this ingenious idea. Well, Oh, yeah. How can uh, we upgrade it? Yeah, because you were pumping fuel better. manually. And yeah. there's many, many videos of John. And you hear this, oh, it's infamous. Squeak, 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 squeak. His squeak, forearms squeak. are two feet yeah. around. Yeah. You know how vascular thing? these forearms are? <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. from what you think. So by the time we got to basically the end of that season with your trailer and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. And us making fun of you, basically. I had the greatest idea ever. Let's buy a powered gas pump, like a legit 15 gallons per minute pump that you put on a um, transfer tank that you, you know, throw on the back of your pickup or on for like farm equipment. So I buy this thing and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to make it work for these tanks. It's like this $350 pump. It's like, it's fucking legit. 
I have this like jump starter battery, and I'm like, okay, it just has two leads coming off the the, the pump. So he's adding spark. Yeah. <laughs> to yes. his fireball. So I put like we some have gator. No, no limit on oxygen. So yeah, we're ready. <laughs> These like gator clips. I'm like, okay, you connect A to B, whatever. Just turn it on, it's fine. Uh-huh. Whatever. Yeah. So we get the Dominion. It's like, okay, time to fuel up. Finally. Uh, Wait, how long did you spend putting this apparatus together while we were at oh, the track? Oh, it was like what, 30 minutes or an hour? I thought it was. Yeah, it was a pretty I, long time. I literally just got it in like like two or three days before. I was like, oh, I'll, f- I'll figure it out that Dominion, whatever. I'll plug it in. It's fine. So. Yeah, I start hooking it all together. The pump is basically literally zip-tied to the side of the uh, gas janky, tanks. The janky metal. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the pump is not like not light. It yeah. weighs like 20 pounds. And yeah, so I like run the uh, electrical cable. It's, got, it's like about 15 feet long, something yeah, like yeah. that. So I run it like all the way under the tent. So I'm like, I'm thinking at least a little bit. It's upwind, whatever. I think it's fine. Connect connect it to the battery the, the uh, gator clips it actually worked like we turned we just turn, did oh. turn it on oh yeah it worked it pumped real fast and uh-huh. spilled gas everywhere because somebody forgot uh i don't remember what i forgot well you he okay he, here's he what happened <clears throat> everything had brass fittings Oh. And you dry fit everything with, yeah. with no dope and no Teflon. No, yeah. well, so I had, every I fitting leaked. I kid you not, listeners, if you've seen the movie Zoolander, it is exactly the gas station scene from Zoolander. There was gas pouring out of every orifice <laughs> and every crack and every seal. It's dripping. It's fine. It's pumping. It's but good. There was a mist. Everybody was covered in gas. You guys were freaking out. Dude, it was everywhere. <laughs> It was 20% efficiency getting into the car. Yeah, to correct the record, I did have the white tape. The, the test tape? Yeah, but it wasn't on the fittings. It, no, it was, but I didn't realize gas like chews through that stuff. Oh, yeah. So you gotta get the yellow stuff. Oh, it was terrible. Gotta think. <laughs> even even like Harry, I remember Harry was like, what asshole? Spilled gas everywhere. <laughs> it was everywhere. He, he's he one of ours. Down. Dude, he's like, Harry went dumb. off. <laughs> So, oh my god! I uh, remember Mike being like, "We're gonna die. <laughs> we bad. are going to die." It <laughs> it's a good thing Judd wasn't there smoking a cigarette. Oh my yeah. god, he would have been like, flicked him. You know what? I I think was that after one of us came in, so like technically the rotors were still like yes. by hundreds yeah. of degrees, so yeah, like yeah. anything dropped on it, it would have. It was definitely before yeah. I ran over a cinder block. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty bad, too. If anyone wants a $350 pump, like, you know, let me know. I got one. Yeah, 100%. So, but there's been other comical things like that. So let's talk about Summer Bash. What was it, last year? Yeah, it's uh, Shenandoah, where he pulled the full, he won the Oleg Award. Oh, yeah, do maintenance in the paddock. Yeah, he spent all day with the car on all fours. <laughs> showed up, I literally just showed up to, like, just hang out and chat. And, I and work on your car. car. <laughs> Is that the Oleg Award or the Kerwin Award? Oh, that's brutal. A savage. <laughs> He's not listening. But uh, you got a chance to drive Freak Show, though. That was fun. Freak Show's fun. I miss Freak Show. I miss Freak Show, too. That was a great car. Yeah. Man. Who owns it? Can we buy it? Uh, oh, HOD owns it. Yeah, really? Yeah, Rigo's bought same, it. Same like, condition It's left it completely alone. <clears throat> they haven't done anything with it. Okay, I'm moving to Texas. We'll cover that in a bit. But I need something to drive out here. Hundred percent. So can we? We gotta go get free. We shit. we will have to send a message to the Rios. And That's see. my yeah. favorite E46. Because if we can get that a good deal, I would love to have just a car out here. I Mona, if you're listening, give us a call. We know you don't want Mike to have fifteen hundred cars. <laughs> Especially on your a school bus, orange or yellow, or whatever color that is. Which we gotta fix that stupid color. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> so anyway, so many. So what other good stories you got from? From the club all these years. Oh my god. We talked about Brad's bachelor party. Yeah, I could do yeah, that. That's good no, 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 no. What happened at the bachelor party stage? I mean, we gotta party. talk about Camp Counselor John. Well, Camp Counselor John, yes. Know, Camp Counselor John needs to come out right now. I mean, oh, no. I mean. If, I, if I had kids, I would not let them go to John's camp. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that mustache was brutal. It, is. it was too short. It was, Much it too, was short. too short. It yeah, was not too short. He showed up with this janky-ass mustache, 
driving a church van with said free candy on the side. Well, I mean, you got to back up the story a little bit and explain how we got to this point. And you got to blame Sam 100% for it. Okay, yeah, because Sam, Sam cannot grow a beard, but he can grow a mustache. <laughs> yeah, a really bad one. Sam is Ricky Bobby and like Daytona. Oh Rodney Sandstorm is Sam. Yeah. He needs to be on All Gas No Ass or whatever that, whatever that other you ain't first, you'll last. YouTube channel is. Yeah. Man, his mustache is terrible. So Sam was on this kick for a long time about growing these ridiculous you know 80s mustaches 70s mustaches looking like you know winston cup winners and whatnot mm-hmm. so at brad's uh bachelor party most of us for whatever reason had beards of varying lengths but we all had facial hair and so the challenge because it's brad's bachelor party and you signed off on it mm-hmm. he was like sam's like everybody's got to shave their mustache off and shave the beard, shave the the beard the off and go with a full mustache, and you know, Kerwin and I are looking at each other, going, "There ain't enough sharp razors at the Walmart to make <laughs> this happen." Because for me, it's like shaving steel wool, you know. So we get down to it, and I come out, I'm looking like Super Mario, and you know, Sam's looking terrible, and Kerwin looks like Carl Weathers, which is awesome, you know. And then we and all this, and then John comes out looking like a camp counselor mm, it was pretty no bad. good it was pretty bad bad news but bears. we made it work with the awesome imsa sunglasses that we bought we in bulk that was pretty cool yeah that guy joined hooked, the walmart crowd with that, those that guy hooked us up but to further that story we rolled around salins all that weekend as a, as the we were known as the mustache crew <laughs> <laughs> wearing our unicorn squad t-shirts the drivers recognized us the oh, the, yeah. the uh not the monster girls, but the whoever they were, they recognized us. Rich energy. Yeah, the rich energy girls. <laughs> I got comments from the BMW girls with the, the, the VR yes, racing yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, love your shirt. I had the I had the Shave your mustache. I had the fastest. Remember, I had the fastest time on the Mazda Motorsport Simulator for like most of that whole weekend. Yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. second or third. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. That failed terribly. Yeah, you're pretty good at that light reaction game, though. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But anyway, the mustache crew, unicorn squad, all that, and then we come to—I don't remember which morning it was. After so many mornings, I'm shirtless. Well, there was that, and then there was Harry passed out on the uh, the recliner outside. He was lit. He Mm. was done. He was baked. Uh, But John decided for breakfast to eat uh, nearly a half a gallon of ice cream, which I still, to this day, cannot understand how you did that. I did that in high school. (laughs) We know. That's why you were... (laughs) You're what you were. It was a grade A breakfast. Dude. You got your dairy... That, yeah, you're fat. That's breakfast. It's breakfast. Breakfast. Yeah, mint chocolate chip ice cream. Good God, dude. Love that. It, good, I, just, I just sat there at the table watching you spoon after spoon eating I didn't this ice cream. Well, what was better, that or all of us eating those giant tomahawk steaks? Oh, my there. God. Those yeah. were awesome. Those, those salt, were little pepper, little cayenne. Oh, man. Doug, if you're listening, man, those were amazing. I need to come by and get some more. Please come over. Yeah, right. Another guy we missed. We're, he's off-roading now. So he yeah. used to track. He used to track. Hashtag <laughs> used to track. But, I mean, so many adventures. You came with us on the Easter weekend. Weren't you there with Bruce when we did the gorge and the hiking and all that stuff? Yeah, we were We no. were up there because we, turned, oh, it into yeah, a little, there, we right. turned it into a little retreat. Yeah, yeah. it was the cemetery. We sat there like idiots outside on the porch of the Falls Motel in our hoodies, like freezing our ass <laughs> off. We're like, we could just go inside. This is dumb. Yeah, the best part is we were sitting there taking pictures of different hand movements inside the car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Is, so if you're... Okay, you, arm out the window. Car, actually, yeah, yeah, so if you're on Paddock Pal and you look at the hand signal stuff, that is John's car in the parking lot. At what, it, was, it was From Bruce that weekend. Yeah. yeah. That's the same weekend you clogged the toilet. That's the same weekend you and I shared a bedroom. Yeah, it's the lumpy mattress. Dude, not nearly as weird as when Harry and Bowser shared a bedroom, but that's for another episode. I don't need to hear about Harry and Bowser. Dude, it was like the scene from Titanic. Right where they were, you know, they're in the car and they're doing their thing. Like Brad and I go down there. Brad and I go down because they were on the front side, down on the lower part, and we go down there to go pick up Harry and Bowser. And we knock on the door, and all I hear is Bowser's like, "Come in!" And the windows are fogged up, oh. like it's like it's <laughs> raining inside the room, right? I mean, it's just thick with fog. So I just I just push the door open, and I Brad's over my shoulder, and I just hear this this low like, mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> and he just got 
hit the face with all this humidity, and it must be like 90 degrees in there, right? And Harry comes out, he's in a towel, and you're just like, what is going on in here, right? And Bowser's like, what's up, guys? <laughs> I'm like, we're going to go. Call us when you're done. Right? <laughs> but well, I will say, it? when I came to wake you two up that, that, that weekend. And, and answered in my boxes. Well, the best part is so did Brad, apparently, right? And he's and he, Mr. Six Foot Four. He cracks the door open and he's poking his head out. He's like, what do you all want? <laughs> like, we want to go to the track. But the best part was when you came underneath of him and you pop your head out. So there's the two of you with your heads out the door and we can't see what you're doing. And it's like, what's we're not going to talk about it. Like, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We're going to leave it right there. But it's stuff like that that just, oh my God. It's so many memories and so many fun stories. I used to you. answer the front door at my parents' house like that. Just in like no clothes, just wearing boxers. <laughs> Like, no shame. What do you want? Yeah, like, give me the package. <laughs> John goes full risky business. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, man. So, so what should I do next? You tell me. I think we you should get out. into some of our questions. Go for it. Oh, I don't remember some of them. Oh, our some, of our, some of our standard interview questions. Favorite sport to... Well, this is actually a really good one because I know you're a big advocate, but favorite sport... Uh, favorite motorsport to watch on TV? Hmm. I really like IMSA. I mean... My man. Yeah. IMSA's very much like the track days we go to, just at actual race speed. Uh, you can really... I don't know. The reason why I get into it just because I feel like I can relate to it and empathize with it. Speaking of IMSA, we are sitting here watching Petit Le Mans, and it just ended. And Who won? Van Der Zand and the Cadillac won, oh, followed nice. by Ricky Taylor in the Acura and Cameron in the Acura. That's uh, DPI. LMP2 is Jensen, Braun, and McCusker. GTLM looks like the Porsche, uh, Mikawicki, uh, Garcia in the Corvette, and Farfus in the BMW. And GTD is Westfowl in the Ferrari, Hawksworth in the Lexus, and Lowley in the Lambo. Interesting. To your point about relating to the tracks, right? I mean, we drove Road Atlanta. So watching Road Atlanta and seeing that, I mean... To me, it's not as interesting. If Indy cars went there, meh. It's nice to see product. Well, let's call them quasi-production brace cars running at the tracks that we're driving at as well. You it's know? like the the GTLM cars, or the GT cars. Those are the ones I watch. Like uh, LMP two cars. Like I could not yeah. care this shit. About. Does LMP two exist? It's like our website. Whatever the anything <laughs> above GTLM. Like LMP two is just for the rejects that can't make LMP one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I respect them. Like Ooh, I enjoy. They're, they're, they're light years ahead of me. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's whatever. It's like they're crazy cars, but like, are they attainable? Like, can you put yourself in those cars unless you're a hired professional driver or a gentleman driver? Or like yeah, like about. you just yeah. can't. So it's like, what's the point? I think what cemented it for me. I mean, I, I've always been an IMSA, Can Am fan, Trans Am stuff like that, going back in the old days. But I think what really reinvigorated it was. The Le Mans parties that we've done, like with the Crutchfields and the Rolex viewing parties and stuff Rolex. like that, but actually going to Rolex together was like that this was is an the, amazing experience. That was the greatest thing ever. I mean, and and trying to stay up as long as we did, I think I got a total of maybe two hours of sleep or three hours of sleep in twenty four hours. Went to bed at four a.m. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And I couldn't Aaron sleep. Aaron was there, right? Aaron was there with you, right? She, <laughs> or did she not go? She, no, yeah, she was there, but, but she, then she she wandered off to go work on her schoolwork or whatever. No, right. no, she went to the. We had some. SUV. Oh, we borrowed her parents. Yeah, yeah. Edge or something at the time, and she slept in the back. Yeah. She like created a little tent and stuff. Oh, that's actually cool. got some real sleep. But that was such a great trip. Yeah. So, so worth doing again. Salins was good. All of those. But anyway, so so yeah, best motorsport to watch on TV. IMSA. IMSA. I'm getting an F1 actually. The more red flags, the better. Because like, <laughs> well, that, that, that just that, creates this a year's real an race. Anomaly. At least you oh, know what the so red flag good. means. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another question is, uh, the three-car garage, right? Or, oh. yeah. That's what the, would I put in it? Yeah. If you could only have three cars, three vehicles for the rest of your life in this mythical oh, three-car geez. garage. And the three-car garage can exist anywhere. It's like this island full Just, yeah, of coconuts. It, 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 it can fit it, like a month. It's at the island of VIR. Yeah. Or the uh, island of Road Atlanta or whatever. Oh. Well, and race cars are I'm gonna, not excluded. I'm going to get around this a little bit, and I'm going to say in bay number one, we're going to put a trailer, and on top of the trailer uh, is going to be a Ford GT, 
because that's like my dream. Oh race yeah. Car. Now, is it the EcoBoost GT or the 5.4 supercharged GT or is it the GT race car? Oh, current gen GT race car. I guess it'd be last. Yeah, last gen because yeah. it's discontinued. So the GTLM4 GT. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nice. And in the next bay, it's just empty. And the third one's a bicycle. Mm-hmm. Or you know what? He'd have three four GTs. <laughs> I like your thinking. <laughs> <laughs> he'd have the race car, he'd have the street car, but and you, then the older But one. you know what he wouldn't have in there? It's a Focus RS. Mm. I wouldn't, no, not after Steve's problems. <laughs> Too much overheating. You know, I would actually, for the rest of my life, God, this is hard. I'd need a truck, so I'd probably put a Raptor in there. That's our second blue oval. Yeah. I, he's Mr. I, blue oval, what are you talking about? You know what, that's, uh, the weird thing is, is that... I like grew up in Michigan. All of the people closest to me, so like my family, have all been GM related. But I've always kind of gone forward. We won't hold that against them. No. no. But well, it works out in both ways. I so guess. what about your last bay? I almost want to throw like a McLaren P1 in there. Nice. There you go. Got to have a hypercar. I love that car. So sexy. Would you Just say that's the sexiest car of all time in your opinion? No, no, the GT. Really? Yeah, I love the GT. But, like, my knowledge of cars is very limited just because, I mean, I've talked about my history a little bit. Like, I didn't fanboy over cars. Mm. You are now. Growing up. A little bit, yeah. I don't, like, necessarily seek it out. But, like, when I see a good-looking car or a capable car, like, I, I make note. and just keep it in you know, the back of my mind. What do you appreciate more or what makes a, a beautiful car for you more? Is it the form or the function? Oh, God. Well, I mean, function over everything, because if you have a beautiful car that can't turn, like... Well, I mean, right. because we... we, we so that's a Lamborghini. <laughs> of the old ones, right? We had an ugly cars special that's going to come out soon, and we talked about some cars. I brought up two in particular that kind of go with this question, the McLaren Senna mm-hmm. and the Lamborghini Veneno. I think that's it's the no. Those that. cars to me are ugly, but you cannot deny how good they how are. excellent they are as cars, uh, as performance cars. And does their excellence as a performance car make them a beautiful car, or is it strictly their looks, which I think are atrocious? I mean, you're talking that tier, like performance over everything, because you got to make weird sacrifices to get the top. You do. That's true. Like, you're sitting in the middle, or, you know, the cockpit's tiny, Lexan glass, Lexan instead of glass, like, everywhere. Know, coming to mind, like, oh, <clears throat> shit, can I walk this back? You yeah, whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, I really like the Aston Martin, Martin Vulcan. Yes. Oh, my God. I... You know, there's a car that he hasn't said, and I'm surprised it's not on this list, because he's instructed in more than one. Because The I Viper? Because I put him in more than one. Yes. Oh, God, that Viper. Like, I have never giggled more in my life. Right? <laughs> like, this, oh, I remember... He last, came up no, to me Brian, after yeah. the first session. He's like, thank you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is a Glenn. I was like, like, I knew you would enjoy it. I gotta like, say, you are super lucky. I get Focus RSs and Evos and Volkswagen Rabbids. Oh, I get all sorts of crap. Golf Rs. I, yeah. I never get anything fun like that. That was all Eric. He's like, I'm gonna put John on this. Like, I enjoyed being CI. Oh, You're a good CI. I know. <laughs> I like putting people in things they will enjoy. For CIs that might be listening, here's a little tip. Do not typecast. Put people in different cars and make them uncomfortable. They become better instructors because of it. Yeah, yeah. I hate being jammed into a front wheel drive all the time. Yeah. You know, it's like, please, something else for a change. Which was good this weekend. I got an M3, so whatever. So I've got a question for John. Of all the shenanigans and trips and things that you've been on with GTM, what do you think is the most memorable or the, the your favorite of all the things you've, yeah, been, all the you've done with us? the the paddock parties at Pit Race with the, the karting. Oh, I mean, you've been to oh, everything. Jesus. There's too many. How do I choose? Yeah, I mean, like... Top three. All right, well, top three, I'd probably put Pit Race, Meadow, Cannonball, oh, the, double, the first Cannonball, yeah. I mean, we destroyed one of my wheel bearings, but, like, limped it to, like, Columbus, picked up, like, the last one they had at some auto zone. And... Did you hear that, folks? That's a rear-wheel drive busting a wheel bearing. A front wheel bearing. A front wheel bearing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that counts as one, uh, because it was one trip. Yep. What else you got? Ooh. Two more. You know, anytime 
This probably isn't number two, but like anytime we go to pit race, yeah, it's always a good time. Pit race is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. it's it's new enough for everyone that like it's a great lap. Like, yeah, so much fun. And the karting is mental. Karting makes it worth it. <laughs> like it was I... worth it before, but like karting is like that cherry on top. I wouldn't know. Well, uh, <laughs> your sound. <laughs> Next time. Yeah. The last one I probably put is is uh, Road Atlanta. Yeah, I'm really yeah. That was 100% worth the trip. Even if I had to fight to get into a higher run group, because it was cold and I wasn't confident enough. Hey, to... but we all passed the flag test, so... That's true. <laughs> I wasn't sure there for a minute. But I got the checker flag one wrong. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said it means I won HPDE. Yeah, right? They were not... I had to ask John what the red flag meant, though. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so it, would you say, because you mentioned it a couple times, would you say Road Atlanta is your number one track? Or what, what's your top three tracks that you've driven? You've driven a lot of tracks and so you go to I all the ones we go to. Everything within like 12 hours of my house. Yeah. is what I've done. So you're going to have to give me a second here. Uh, well, you went with us to Lime Rock. I mean, you've been everywhere. Lime Rock's too short to really put up there, but it's fun. But I mean, we went. I mean, we you've went. been to all yeah. those crazy ones. And Lime Rock's, it's not just about the track itself. It's about going to Lime Rock. It's such a story track. Yeah. It's pretty. Just like Watkins Glen. Watkins Glen's an amazing track itself, but Lime Rock is, has the same storied history as yeah. the Glen. The, one I, the two I want to go to that I regret not going to before I move is um, Palmer Been there, and that. Uh, God, there's kind of an exclusive one up there too you Monticello no but that sounds cool yeah it's kind of uh, it starts with a, I am that doesn't help at all well there's Club Motorsport Club Motorsport yeah. doesn't start with that that was on the list of things to go to this year too much whiskey going on here I will say the thing about Palmer is you climb up the hill you come down the hill it is the yeah, fastest fun. it is the fastest mountain you've ever raced on I mean, it's the tip, yeah, the peak. Oh yeah. yeah, they blew the top off that thing. But yeah. it's cool. It's different. I wouldn't call it a racetrack so much as a... It is, but it's more of a really awesome mountain road, you know, which you could, is the same you could say about Laguna Seca at the end of the day because of the way it's constructed around the mountain. But So I've got another question for you, and this is also for Eric, too. But Aaron, you are taking her track car. I yeah, how's that going to work? No, I, not just how that. how's that going to work, but we need to figure <laughs> out and talk about a new track car for Aaron. We need to recommend something and figure out how to keep her going and get her back out on track when John oh. leaves. Well, now Freak Show becomes even more important. If we if we yeah. pull our resources and buy a Freak Show, then I don't have to buy Mark Francis's. <laughs> 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 Although I still want to buy Mark Francis's car, so... Yeah. Save, save me I mean, from she's myself. Driven, she's driven the GTI. I don't know that that was her cup of tea, but... I, I mean, think she very much animal. likes the rear-wheel drive. I, I think she's power. in that camp, and, and she likes power. power. Freak Show would be a good one. Maybe we get it and, and fix it, and then... Uh, but what else would we recommend for Aaron? What can we recommend for her? She drives a Focus uh, as her street car? Yeah. I guess you're getting behind a Focus RS or something. You know, something has to, it has to have power. Would she look to replace her streetcar and go to just one vehicle? I mean, because she'd mm. have to. She would. She's not a truck and trailer type person, is she? How about another no, Mustang? But she would. She would like a Mustang. Would she do another EcoBoost or a V6? You think? Mm. I'd push her to a V6. I That's would too, because engine. then there's less. Could we push her to a five liter? There's less maintenance. There's you don't have to worry about the exhaust problems, the manifold no, problems, no heating problems. Yeah. yeah, V6 would be dirt easy. I think the V8, as much as she likes power and she's a great driver, I don't think she would enjoy the V8 as much because it, it won't handle the same. But we talked about that. Yeah, so. more finesse needed. <clears throat> yeah. So we think Aaron should get a Mustang. Yeah, that. I mean, she's a big Ford fan. What else would be rear wheel drive that we could put her in? Ford, a Ford GT. <laughs> I mean, that's both of our dreams, but <laughs> nice. I think because John's leaving, Aaron should go hog wild and buy a Ford GT and then rub it that in his face. That would not be fair. <laughs> I like to oh call. I don't, I don't, she gets employee pricing. I don't like to call. It, <laughs> I don't like to call it leaving so much as transferring. Yeah, he's transferring. transferring. He's joining the Southern States region. Yeah. So let's talk about that and kind of close out the whole idea here. So you're moving to Texas here in a couple of weeks. Damn. So what do you th- what are you thinking? I mean, it's going to be a big change coming from Michigan, then coming to the Mid Atlantic, and now going all the way into what's called the Deep South. The Deep South, <laughs> right? Yeah. I will tell you, Texas is its own country. 
It is. It's quite large. They, they no, they they treat it like it's his own country. Yeah, it's okay. I I dated a girl once who was from Texas, and they it's didn't like have the world history or U.S. history. They had Texas, Texas history. Is, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> that sounds true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm um, they move, so I'm moving to Austin, um, which probably will be the most similar. I don't know, socially and environmentally what i'm used to like the baltimore area. baltimore area yeah um cleaner i think baltimore's had a rough go of it a few yeah years, I for the last few years. don't like baltimore no offense to anyone who lives there it's got its troubles still it better than detroit that's true air flint mm, they no, got good water right here great water yeah the best tasty. the springiest <laughs> <It's springy. laughs> you get it tastes the, like car springs you get the, <laughs> you get the most minerals yeah <laughs> The most deposits. Plenty of electrolytes. Just mineral water. So Austin. Austin. You yeah. had, but you had a choice between Austin and Houston. I did. My heart is not in Houston, man. You know, I, I, I can, I can kind of feel you with that. Austin's got this little quirkiness to it. It's got this own, this little personality it's, to it's it. It's yeah. the Portland of the South. You know, yeah. Essentially, they yes. Have a slogan, which is like keep keep Austin That's weird. You need to start like an Austinlandia. Austinlandia. <laughs> wow. I'd watch that. I would totally watch that. <laughs> Not. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm basically choosing it over Houston because of a couple of reasons. Like most people I talk to, like just rave over Austin versus Houston. It's kind of like it's eh, just every, another big city. The thing, yeah, it's another big city. It's flat. Like, everyone I hear talk to, like, the only thing Rick can really tell me about it is, like, eh, they have great, like, international food options. They do. I will say that. I mean, Which is so for great. me, where, like, where my sister is in northern Houston, it's like northern Virginia. Like, when I first went there, my first impression was, like, oh, great, I'm in Herndon. Right? Yeah. I'm like, great, yay, whatever. And so, but that's also because you have a lot of transplants that came from that area and they recreated. Because the there's lots of companies that move from places up here to places down there. Yeah, exactly. It's a, also a big port for immigration. And the, the Now, I will say, when we went to Austin to go to Coda a couple of years back, that, it was kind of, I will say the traffic around Austin was kind of wacko. It's, yeah. it's Looney Tunes kind of like Pittsburgh is, where it's like ramp here, bridge there, go there, underpass, overpass, you know, and, and Houston's like giant beltways. It's just rings. With like it's much more, it's much like seven lane roads. Seven beltways, right? I mean, <laughs> it, but it's, it's, I will, it's just different, right? And it's unique and I, I mean, it's cool. And it, again, it doesn't, you don't feel like you're in you know anywhere else in texas if you it's got it it's got its own feel to it it's not like dallas or any of the other places or or whatever but yeah i mean you're gonna be right there and then you got coda like in your backyard yeah how can you beat that you know i will say that one of my decision criteria for austin was the um central location that between each track in texas like if you if you live in austin you're essentially two and a half hours from every track in the, the state which is great because, oh, yeah. like, if if I end up getting a track car or something, like I could just like get a garage at Coda or something. Yeah, exactly. And just be like, whatever. But you've also got Eagles Canyon. You've yeah. Got Grand Sport. You've got MSR. You've got Nola, which is Nola, a bit yeah. more of a stretch. Yeah, it's only eight hours. But you've got you've got a lot of tracks in that area, and people don't realize because that's a lot of my criteria when I look at like where else could I live in the states. I always want to because I'm never going to lose this hobby. I may not do it as much as I do it now, or maybe I'll do it more. I don't know. Things change, right? But, like, if we moved, I was always, like, I got to be close to something. And I always targeted, like, the Tennessee Valley so I could be between Barber and Road Atlanta and A&P and, you know, all those and get to NCM. Because if you look at that area, you know, that kind of western – or, sorry, that eastern Tennessee, it's kind of like Austin. It's kind of two and a half, three hours to everything yeah. and you're there. And mid-Ohio is not a stretch when you're at that point. It's actually closer than where we are now. But we're we're very fortunate. I mean, the U.S. has what like eighty tracks in it or whatever. It's, it's more, the more you realize. East Coast has the majority. Oh too. yeah, yeah. Oh, the really famous ones outside of like Laguna Seca and yeah, some of those, yeah, right? True. But yeah, no, that's cool, man. I mean, that's gonna be a lot of fun. So yeah, but you know, lots of big changes, new job, new new scenery, I mean, new everything. Yeah, new everything. Yeah, the only friend I think I'll have in Texas is Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that's not a bad thing. No, know? not at all. So she's only champion hours that, away. Uh, that region, that's for sure. That's right. Get her, get that beetle back on track, you know. And we welcome any Texas 
members that you want to come up with if you start oh, working yeah. and have new people that are into cars and stuff yeah, yeah we want to build out southern states man. i think at work we have like a car enthusiast channel and slack which is like hundreds of people in it oh wow i yeah. think i so think i post all the time i think you're gonna be a default crew chief whether you like it or not just because of the numbers of the region <laughs> <laughs> you're just a cha- you're champion event. anyway two people well, I mean, That's and, and, and for our listeners, I mean, Southern States is probably the largest land mass we have because it goes from Richmond to Florida and then all the way over through Texas. So it captures all of those people that are kind of sprinkled throughout there. Like all the, three or four. Yeah, well, I mean, the Wades and the Saunderies and whatever. I mean, we, we pick up all those folks along the way. And so, you know, I'm not saying Tanya has a challenging job with her region, but, you know, there's room to grow it. There's tons of car people that are transplants from the East Coast that are down there now. And there were some people here this weekend that were up from Houston and from Texas, you know, racing there. I want to race at VIR. You know, my home track, Coda, my home track's MSR. It's a long drive. It is. It is. Oh, my God. But uh, for those that are listening, John has graciously decided to host a happy hour his first week in Texas. So if anybody's down in the Austin area, the, the second weekend of November... Oh, yeah. Look for that yeah. date. Yeah, we'll make it dirty. Go to Barbarella's or something. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But yeah, you get to enjoy. We were talking about it at dinner tonight. You, know, you get to enjoy stuff like South by Southwest, and there's going to be a lot of cool stuff. There's just you know, you're gonna, you're, it's going to have you're going to have fun. You get to Lake Travis there too. We can do some motor uh, motor boating. Eric's not a boater. You don't go what. If it's got an engine, I'm going to run it. I always heard you weren't much of a boater. Oh, no. I'm deathly afraid of the water. But, you know, hey, I'm going to do it anyway. All right. Well, we got a lake. Send it. You better come out. I'm going to do it. We're going to go, like, We're going to rent a pontoon boat. Oh, yeah. A GTM boat party. Oh, yeah. Can we put a slalom course up? No, I'll have a lot of fun. In the water, that'd be fun. Get a jet boat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Top fuel. Or just rent, like, rent a bunch (laughs) of jet skis and do a race. I'm down with that. I'm, I'm cool with that. Not a lot. There's a lot of beachfront in Texas. Not a lot of ocean. <laughs> you got the whole Gulf. That's true. I mean, that's like hundreds of miles. I mean, without yeah, but you're gonna be west of that. A lot. Yeah, I'm gonna be a lot west. Yeah. It's a little south central. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Which doesn't have. But I mean, there's plenty of lakes and stuff. Or we meet up at Coda, or we meet up at NCM, right? That's or some of those. How tracks. far would NCM be? I don't know. You got to figure it out from Austin. I mean, Nola's eight hours. That's within his 12-hour But, like, limit. NCM is That's so true. west in Kentucky, it's like, you might as well be in whatever. I will literally be driving right by NCM on my way to Texas. Oh, nice. You should stop. You should see who's running. Just stop there and go to the museum. Yo, give me one session. You need to turn your trip down into a road trip, like a legit road trip. No, I am. Currently, I'm, I'm stopping in um, Lexington and Louisville and trying to hit up, like, as many distilleries as possible to refill my my bar. You should stop at NCM and do a tour of the factory and see if you can send it a C8. Yeah. Or go to the museum, check out the sinkhole yeah. and all the other stuff. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'll add that to, to the agenda. I mean, if, you you're gotta passing, go, if you're passing through Bowling Green, yeah, it's right, right off right, the highway, you might right as well. It. And you got to go back to that restaurant with all the bars hanging from the ceiling. Oh, I mean, all the bras, the bras hanging from the, the ceiling. <laughs> it's kind of the pit stop I think that place is called it's, yeah, it's in Paddock so. Pal you can look it up I'm sure Chivalry knows <clears throat> no, yeah he does yeah he does but at any rate well that's cool you know and again we're looking forward to it you'll be missed but you won't be far it's not like you're you know you're not getting abducted by aliens no, or going to Peru you're only a so. slack message away I am a slack message away or a call or a text that's the beauty of it all yeah or a zoom call or a zoom call except it's gonna suck walking around the pack where's John Shit. Oh. That's right. He's in Austin. Yeah. Damn it. Oh, well. Hey, that just means you come to me. I know, right? That's, that's how it goes. Well, I guess we've beaten this dead horse. I know. I know. Unless you want to repeat whatever you said at dinner just for sanity's sake. What did I say then? I don't remember what you said. There was very, it was very, it was very schmoopy. Schmoopy? Oh, well, we're going to miss John. Uh, he's been a fantastic member, and he's going to continue to be a fantastic member. Even though he's, you know, 1,000, 1,500 miles away or whatever, he's still going to be with us in our hearts and on our slack and zoom and everything so thank you for the good times and we can hope that you uh, have a nice happy future absolutely indeed godspeed and send it send it I'm still gonna send it <laughs> still gonna send it <laughs>
If you like what you've heard and want to learn more about GTM, be sure to check us out on www.gtmotorsports.org. You can also find us on Instagram at Grand Touring Motorsports. Also, if you want to get involved or have suggestions for future shows, you can call or text us at 202-630-1770 or send us an email at crewchief at gtmotorsports.org. We'd love to hear from you. Hey listeners, Crew Chief Eric here. Do you like what you've seen, heard, and read from GTM? Great, so do we, and we have a lot of fun doing it. But please remember, we're fueled by volunteers and remain a no annual fee organization, but we still need help to keep the momentum going so that we can continue to record, write, edit, and broadcast all of your favorite content. So be sure to visit www.patreon.com forward slash GT Motorsports or visit our website and click in the top right corner on the support and donate to learn how you can help. 